this is Kelani Williams, and you are listening to Moderation. What's up, guys? I'm back with episode 12 of Moderation. I was looking at the analytics for my last episode, and it did really well. I think it's because my sister's friends wanted to hear and support her, but thank you to all who listened. I thought it was a good change of pace for the podcast, and it seemed like it helped push my sister outside of her comfort zone a bit. I look forward to having more guests on the podcast as it continues to grow. Guys, it has been a crazy couple of weeks. I feel like I always say that, but seriously, it's been crazy. My coworkers and I went to Disney World for the weekend, kind of for an end of summer celebration. My friend Dawson was driving his Kia, and it was me, Dawson, and two other coworkers riding in there. Two hours into our trip back to Georgia, I'm starting to get ready for a work call I had to get on, and all of a sudden, we hear a pop from the car. Something falls and causes another car near us to swerve. I was on my phone when this happened, so I only heard the noise and saw the car nearby swerve. My initial thought was that his front bumper fell off again. So my friend pulls off the highway, and we both start to get out of the car. He goes to pop the hood and check that, and I was starting to check the tires. As I'm getting out of the car, I see him open the hood all the way, and I see straight flames shooting out. We started yelling to the two others in the car because they were both asleep and we had to get them up. Then we grabbed what we could and ran up the side of the freeway. Within seconds, the few flames in front spread to the entire body of the car. Luckily, we had some other co-workers not too far behind us, so I sent them a pin and they were able to help out a bit. The firemen came as well as the cops. The car was completely stripped down to the body by the time the fire was out. It was certainly a crazy weekend. I was texting my family after all this happened and my sister said that I always managed to get into some weird situations, and to that I would agree. Anyways, today's podcast topic is regarding a pretty common phrase. The grass is greener where you water it. There are a few different themes that I believe play into this phrase and the action of incorporating it, and that is primarily what I wanted to discuss today. For some reason, I was under the impression that the phrase, the grass is greener where you water it, derived from the nursery tale of the three billy goats gruff. As I was brainstorming this episode and the direction I wanted to take it, I was trying to make sense of how the story related to that phrase. Now, upon further research, I am finding out that this motto has no relation to the nursery tale and the phrase actually was coined in reference to Neil Baringham and his perspective on relationships. This is news to me. Anyone else? Regardless, the phrase itself is what I will be talking about and not its origins, so let's get into it. Have you ever been in a position where what you're doing has become tiresome and boring and along comes something new that is very tempting to flee towards but you're unsure of what to do? How many times have you been the one to hold your ground? How many times have you been the one to take the leap? I think we can all say that this is something we have experienced to one extent or another. In these situations, there are two very distinguishable types of people those who believe that the new opportunity that comes along will be better, and those who believe that while it may be tempting, it's probably safer to stick to what you're doing. There isn't really room for a gray area in this circumstance. It would make sense that this line of thinking probably originates from our instincts to fight or flee when a situation becomes dire. While there are certainly some instances where we would have to react with pure instinct, 
because we are in a life or death situation, I can confidently counter that the majority of situations where we feel this way are not truly life or death. Rather, we actually have more time to decide than we think. Like I've said previously, we are very lucky to live in a day where we are not only able to survive this life, but we are able to live it as well. I think that with this privilege of an ever-growing society, in all aspects, there is the downfall of feeling like there's a fast pace you need to match to keep up. We see it day to day. Social media has moved from being blog posts and pictures to 30 second videos we watch and scroll through. People will eat out more often than cook at home because it's become a convenience to have food prepared in less than 15 minutes. Books have gone from having to be read to being able to be listened to. Now. All of these things can be great. I think that with the advancement of all of this, our conception of what is actually dire has been confused for things that are actually just mundane. To put it simply, everything is so easily accessible to us that it becomes almost alarming if we're bored and unoccupied. And I think that from this emerges the two different people. Those who believe that there is something better out there always, and those who make themselves comfortable where they're at. And here's the thing, those who go out and seek what is better can succeed in the next place they're at, if they take advantage of that change. And those who plant their feet and stay where they are can also succeed. I do believe that it can be beneficial to be familiar with both mindsets and how to utilize them accordingly. The grass is greener where you water it. You can be given a circumstance and make do, even succeed, but it's all in if you're willing to put in the work and water it. So I came up with an acronym to better explain how we can achieve this. The acronym is WATER. W-A-T-E-R. Work, absorb, think, evaluate, revise, or relocate. To better explain how one would integrate this acronym, I'm just going to make up a situation. Let's say that you've been in some job for a couple of months now. You weren't super excited for this job, it just kind of came about and was a good fit for the time. You're a few months in, so you're pretty familiar with the systems and you're at the point where you're deciding if you want to buy 100% in or keep looking for better options. It's a good job, there just might be something greater. So we take the first word in water, work. I think before anyone is qualified to decide whether or not something is a good fit for them, an evaluation of the work they put forward needs to happen. In this fake scenario, questions we would ask to evaluate our work would be do we understand the expectations? Are we having trouble executing the expectations? Is there someone we can ask for help or guidance? Is there more work we could be doing? Have we put forth our best effort? This basis could be applicable in any situation. Take relationships, for example. You're dating for a good while and you're starting to feel antsy in the relationship. In the back of your head, the option to jump ship and call it quits may be there. But I would hope that any person who's in love would consider the work being put in before pulling the trigger. Are you merely reciprocating the love being shown to you or are you making the full effort to also love them in their love language? Are you still setting aside specific time to spend with them? Or are you just around each other if it's convenient? You get the gist. The point of the W in water is to encourage one to reflect and question their work ethic. These questions should help gauge the amount of work put into what we're doing. I feel like a lot of the time when one is ready to jump ship and is looking for anything else to do, it's because they feel uncomfortable. 
they are uncomfortable with accommodating whatever it is, so they lose interest and it becomes something that is boring. That tends to happen when one is uncertain of what is expected, they aren't confident in their efforts, or they've had a hard time adjusting their routine. What needs to be realized is that the feeling of uncomfortability can be a good thing sometimes. We push past the limits in our mind to make the uncomfortable comfortable, and it takes work to get to that point. The most important part about evaluating your work is also being honest with yourself. I've been listening to The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey, and sometimes it makes me feel like I'm a liar. It's made me be more careful with my word. I don't verbally commit to things unless I am sure and willing to put my best effort forward. Using the example of the job, I'm sure you would tell people, I work for fill in the blank. Now, if you are not putting your best effort forth when at work, are you really working? No. If you say that you love someone, but are not trying to love them in a way that they will understand, do you love them? Well, I would think that if you loved someone, you would want them to know that. Do you get what I'm saying? If we say we are doing something, and if we say that we are something, then we are doing that or being that to the best of our ability. Be honest with yourself. I think in most cases, we can come to realize that, yeah, maybe we are falling short. But where would one start to make sure they're giving their 100%? This is where the A in water comes in. A stands for absorb. In one of my previous episodes, I used the formula competence plus consistency equals confidence. I think that this is applicable in any instance. When you don't know where to start, start with the basics. Learn everything you can about what it is you're doing or being. Become a master in the field. If you have not been putting your best work forward, it's probably because you aren't sure of what the best would be. Educate yourself. In the example of the job, you've realized that you could be doing more and maybe you've just been a little bored. Absorbing in this instance would mean asking for more work, asking about the whys behind certain systems in place, asking for a wider range of work, asking for maybe different hours. To be completely absorbed is to become familiar with all aspects. You can't give the 100% if you only understand what 25% looks like. I think the easiest way to achieve this is to mirror a leader in the field. You can produce the same results as another successful person if you are mimicking what it is they're doing. Andrew Huberman from the Huberman Lab podcast shared a post the other day that said, the mere repetition of a behavior causes our nervous system to believe that the specific actions involved and the context in which they are embedded are important, for better or for worse. Choose what you repeat wisely. So at this point, you've reconsidered your work You've decided that there's room to improve, so you've gone back to the basics to buy in and become the master. At this point, things still feel a little off. Do you continue on or do you quit? The letter T in water stands for thank, also known as the gratitude step. If you think about it, you've had to use so many resources to get to the position you're at now. Whether that was asking your cubicle neighbor to walk you through their pitch or borrowing a book from your employer that they recommended for your field. It's time to give back. The easiest way to start with giving back is saying thank you. The nice thing about thank yous is that they work in any form. It could be verbal. It could be tangible like a note or flowers. It could smell nice like a cologne or perfume. It could taste good like a home-cooked meal or a slice of cheesecake. 
Thank yous go a long way. People are more responsive and willing to continue giving when what they have given has been acknowledged. And what do we know about people? They are opportunities. I think that a lot of the time, once you've gotten to the step of gratitude, you'll find that better fitting opportunities will come to you. You will attract opportunities that are not only sufficient, but also preferable. I think for me, usually when I get to this step, I find that the feeling to flee that I had in the beginning was brought about by boredom or disinterest, and not the fact that my situation was actually emergent. Whether you feel like this is the case or not, the next step is to evaluate where you are currently at. If you're seeing that new things are coming your way, it's time to consider if those things are going to be a good fit for where you're at. You've now attained so much more knowledge and experience and have, in a sense, leveled up. Are these new opportunities below your level, matching your level, or are they higher than your level? Is making the change going to promote or prohibit your growth? If you're not seeing anything come your way, maybe it's time to start considering what it is you would be looking for. At this point, you should have a clear idea of where you're at, but where is it that you actually want to be? What will it look like? What will it feel like? What will it sound like? You should be creating your blueprint of what it is you're going to do or going to be. The last letter is R. It stands for revise or relocate. If in the case you are finding there is room to continue improving, then the step consists of revising your work. There's more that can be done, and if that's the case, then it would be necessary to start from the beginning and reconsider your work and figure out what more can be learned or done. If you find that you have maxed out your levels or you've watered and watered and the grass remains dead, then yes, it would be time to relocate. I hope that this acronym makes sense. The grass is green where you water it. You need to put in the work to reap the benefits. That's all I've got for you today. If today's episode inspired you in any way or if you feel someone you know should listen to it, please share it. As always, thank you guys for listening. I know it may sound routine, but I genuinely am grateful. This little podcast has become a bit of an outlet for me, and I appreciate the fact that people have benefited from it. So thank you. All right, guys, I'll be back next week with a new episode of Moderation. (laughs) 